RLC founder Dave Evans spends time with partners, clients, and friends in the USA talking about all things business. If you are an inspiring business owner, an entrepreneur, a CEO, or a coach who wants real advice about what to do in business today and wants to hear frank conversations, then this is the show for you. Real life consultations, challenges, and ideas from all around the world. We hope you enjoy this episode of Consultivation. So uh, welcome back to CPA Live Weekly. I am here with three of our friends in the States to talk about all things business. So welcome back, uh, Kurt Rickoff. It's been a while, sir. Yes, it has. Thank you. Glad to be back. Uh, it's nice to see you. I thought I'd match you, even though they're not working at the moment. I'd match you <laughs> once. A form of advanced matching. Back with us too, we have Eric Swick. Good to see you. Looking well, my friend. Same here. Good to see you. And the regular, consistent, and brilliant Bob Gay. <laughs> Hello. I just come. I, I just come on these calls so that I can hear how you're going to describe me. <laughs> <laughs> well, why not? Now, those of you that know that we like to run these sessions on RLCCPA Live to talk to uh, our friends about real business challenges. And I think it's fair to say this year that the world has become more and more polarized through COVID-19 and business challenges and government stuff. So this week we've asked each person who's here to bring a question to the discussion and to ask each other what it is that they think. If you've been following the new RLC Daily Dave, you'll see I asked four reasons why we should connect with our people this October, which we're going to dive into in a bit as well with, with Eric, I believe. So I think first up with a question to us, Kurt, what have you got for us? Well, we were talking about uh, avoiding the noise and the COVID noise and how do we relay that message to our people as well without uh, keeping them from only hearing the bad, I guess, is really what we're, we're trying to relay. Um, what we do is, you know, I, I make sure every time we're checking in, every meeting we have, we talk about it. Because avoid talking about it means they're only going to get the message from the media, from others that they, and they're going to hear what they want to hear or, or what others want to hear. So the only, the only way we can control the message is to deliver it ourselves. And we bring it out and I give them an opportunity to talk about it. Um, but, but the big thing we're, we try to talk about the ongoing rules, law, regulations, because here in our area, they change rapidly. Um, and, you know, 10 miles down the road, the rules are different. So again, it's, it's just constantly delivering that message ourselves and giving everybody the opportunity to talk about what they've heard and, and talk to other to others, whether it's people here at the office, my family and everything else and clients, of course, you know, what they're feeling and, and things like that. So it's, it's bottom line, delivering the message ourselves is the only way to guarantee we're going to get the pro what we want them to hear. So, okay, I, I was, I did a Daily Dave today and I, I you know, I'm a fan of acronyms. Uh, and really? Acronyms. Yeah, really, yeah, absolutely. I know you're surprised to hear that. And um, it, I, for me, I, I do it as an instinctive reframe process. So when I was listening to the news and I, I, I don't know what time it was, it was dark outside early this morning. And you're reading some of the news in England from yesterday, this confusion about, <laughs> 
a three-tier system, depending on where you live. And I'm, and I'm thinking about, if you, if you rely on this news and it fills your mood, you've no choice but to be a mood hoover or be mood hoovered by it. Mood hoovered, that's a new phrase. Yeah. <clears throat> I've been mood hoovered, that's a bumper sticker, isn't it? <laughs> so um, I, I guess I found myself doing that to cope with it. So I said, come up with a new thing, put your energy into it, make sure you record the fact that you're winning with it and so stick to it and sustain it for a period of time. So therefore I'm writing my own news. Anyway, that's what I do. Uh, what do you do, Eric? Well, <clears throat> I think in dealing with uncertainty, I think you have to have a plan. You have to make some assumptions and make a plan and move forward with that knowing that at any point in time you may have to deviate from that plan a plan is always something that's not etched in stone in my mind it's something that is a living document and therefore as circumstances change um for instance if we go back into a lockdown yeah you know we'll have to adjust at that point in time based on that but my plan is is that everything's going to be fine i'm always looking at the positive and i look at the glass being half full not half empty and therefore, I'm going to plan as if things are going to be positive and good and going to move forward and we're not going to go back into a lockdown, but I will have alternative plans to adjust if I need to. I agree. We talk about play. I agree, Eric, when we talk about plans now and we, we they're shorter term plans, a lot of them. We don't sure. know. We still make long term. I agree you to make those. But knowing that the likelihood of that long term plan sticking like it did even a year ago doesn't have and, and and making everybody aware because people that that are used to um very structured people you know that personality that likes structure <clears throat> making sure they're comfortable with okay this is yeah. a plan now but it's 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 going to be dynamic because like you said the rules change constantly so it, it's yeah. prepping them for that you know as a leader also i think you have to set that direction for your organization you have to be that solid person so that others feel comfortable um, and be willing to accept that, okay, maybe, you know, my original plan, I have to adjust, but, um, you know, don't be so proud that you can't make adjustments to your original plans. Well, I also think that it's, I've used a couple of scenarios during all of this, you know, talking about the communication from the government or the confusion or the one side doing one thing and another side doing another thing. I've yeah. used it with my employees to say, see how frustrating that is now let's put ourselves in that position with our clients that's why our clients get so frustrated when we're we're not decisive or we don't have a plan of attack or we're not moving forward the way we say we're going to so i i'm trying to use it in that way as well and i think what you've said eric is hope i think that we as leaders have to give them some kind of hope that this will end um we just don't know when right now <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I agree. That's, that's a great message, Bob, that bringing hope to the table is a really good way of overcoming uncertainty. And I, I also like what you were saying, Kurt, about it's not going to be as you might have expected. So you might put a plan into action, but any business algorithm that you might have had at the start of this year may have gone. And you've got to work out what the new version yeah. is over time. That's good. Yeah. So, uh, 
Anything else you want to talk about with that uncertainty, Kurt? Or should we go to Bob next, who's got a question for us? Is that all right? That would be wonderful. Always wanting to to, to hear Barb's. Oh you know. my, it's thick today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm what I'm really struggling with, and what I'm trying not to do, is make sure I get my mindset where it needs to be to take all of these advances in technology and the things that we've done, and not move backwards. So I'm curious what you guys are doing. To, to also do that. I mean, for me, it's, it, it's, almost, it's almost a battle every day. So I guess one of the real questions I'm curious about, I've got a couple of clients who are really pushing me. They want to get back to the way things were. They want to get back to the way it was. And I'm trying to explain to them, you know, we, I'm not sure it's ever going to go back to the way it was to some degree. Why don't we, you know, move forward in technology and try this? On the flip side of it, I'm, I don't want to make somebody so uncomfortable that they go somewhere else because they feel like we're not trying to appease them. So I'm curious what you guys are doing to push that forward. Um, one thing I remember, which reminded me of, we had a, uh, a team meeting, uh, entire team meeting on Zoom, of course, this several months ago. And I like to start the team meeting. I'll find a quote or something and, and try to get everybody to talk about it. And one of them had to do with, and I wish I had it um, more if I ready, but talked about, you know, getting back to normal, but do I want to get back to normal? And, and I brought that out and, and it made me really think, I don't, I mean, I don't want to go back to the way it was. Mm -hmm. We all think, yeah, I want to go back to the way it was. Ultimately, yes, we want to get rid of COVID and all this stuff. But to your point is, let's use this to not go back to this, you know, improve and update and upgrade, you know, the technical stuff, like you said, the technology, the easy stuff. Um, I, that we're never probably going to buy another desktop. We're going to buy laptops all the time now. That way, when it's time to go, they go and and things like that. And, and when we talk about remodeling and things like that, it's going to be more as people, not permanent offices per, per se, but they're going to be have a, a home here in the office that they might even share. But the, even beyond that is the mindset. And that's the hardest part to not repeat. The easy stuff is the, like you said, the technology, the technical stuff. But I, I brought that up. And, and of course, it was interesting to hear several people like, oh my God, I can't wait to get back to normal. And, and, and that's our initial thought. But then a couple of people was like, no, you're right. We don't want to go back because then we're just a year advanced and not advanced our business or ourselves or anything else. It's learn and let's, let's come out of this and, and, and position ourselves to be a much more impactful firm for our clients. Yeah. The what you know, I think the one thing you can always count on is change, right? Things are going to change and maybe it was a little bit more accelerated this year than in prior years because of COVID. But I think people have to realize there's gonna be change. I think back to when I started my career, there was no such thing as personal computers. I would write entries down on a piece of paper, uh, you know, column paper, and I would hand it off to someone that would sit there and punch it into a mainframe computer. Um, now we have that power in our phone, you know, more power in our phones than what we had back then. And so I think that's part of the conversation you have to have with people is that this is a reality and things are not going to stay the same. Um, whether it's the conversation with my clients or it's conversation with employees, I, I think it's got to be clear that it's going to continually change. 
Um, and whether it's technology or just how we do business, where we do business from, there's a variety of things. I, the thought that came into my mind when you first started talking, Barb, was how do people used to shop? You know, um, my, my son, my daughter and son-in-law just came here from Germany. You know, they have, still have blue laws where you can't shop on a Sunday. There's very limited shopping. I can remember growing up with blue laws. You guys probably don't even know what those are because you're much younger than me. But it was lower alcohol content beer, right, on Sundays? Now you can shop 24-7 online. So it's different how people shop and, and commerce and do business is changing. And I think it's going to – it's never going back the way it was. It will never. Well, and I think for me, I have some clients that have been with me for a long time and they're used to the way we've done things. I'm, I'm trying to get my team, we've talked a lot about, well, how do we spin it to explain to them, this is a benefit for you as well. Portals is a perfect example. We're uploading their financials to a portal rather than mailing it to them. And I, I'm trying to explain to them, and even their tax returns. And we weren't, I know that's been around forever, but this made us do it. Um, but I, I'm trying to explain to them, it's just much more convenient for you. When you go to refinance your house or you do those kinds of things, you don't have to call us to get a copy of your tax return, even though you have a copy. And But, but you can just go into that portal and automatically send it to them. It's just a lot less headache. And that's where we're going. Yeah, I would, I would try to relate it to things that probably they're already doing that are changed for them. For instance, you know, they probably used to write letters to family members and people that they communicate with. Now they do email and they get it instant. Whereas, you know, I used to mail something and someone wouldn't get it for a week. You know, so there's things that have changed in their lives already that they've accepted. This is just another thing that you're asking them to accept. But I think if you relate to them, Hey, let's look at how you already have accepted change in your lives. There's just one more. That, that's how I would approach it. I always try to give example. And to your point, Derek, looking at meetings now, just like we're doing here, Zoom. Zoom's become a universal term for a web meeting, like the Xerox was for a copying machine. Like, <laughs> um, I, I mean, and Coke was for a soda. I mean, yeah. Zoom, it really has. And now we have, you know, Parent, grandparents are meeting with their grandkids via Zoom or FaceTime and things like that. So they're already using that technology and those sources. Um, why can't why why aren't we using them here? And, and that was really what helped us, you know, push that, if you will, um, you know, our mindset internally. Like, oh, our clients will never want to meet that way. Yeah. Well, wait, they just met with their brother-in-laws or their brothers and everybody else on a virtual happy hour or something because yeah. on, on total lockdown, it, that's where everybody was doing. So yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, it's using this to promote that. And then, like you said, using examples, I, I kind of use the example of when we come out of this, like you said, nothing will ever be the same. You dealt with a lot of restaurants with, and still do Eric. Um, if you were building a brand new restaurant right now, which is still coming out of this, restaurants are going to be a, still a huge part of our lives. Right now, it's it's a tough business and it always has been tough. But what would you, you know, that's going to be a different look to it moving sure. forward. I'd, yeah. You know, you'd probably have an outdoor seating. You know, you'd guaranteed to have outdoor seating now. Um, better access for curbside to go. All those things would be built into a new restaurant where now they're trying to retrofit that and all that. I mean, it, online ordering has become mainstream it's forced those restaurants that never had it before 
you know, I think it's, again, I think, you know, you come out of this and, and I use restaurants as a great example because they got hit as hard as anybody. Right. Well, and we have a couple of hotels that are really struggling oh, as well yeah. Yeah. Um, that, you know, we're having conversations about what does it look like? What do we, you know, how can we change it? And one of them happens to be a Holiday Inn franchise. And so they've tried to run some promotions for people driving into the state versus flying into the state because people seem to be okay with driving, not necessarily flying to some degree. Um, but yeah, they're they're really hurt. Hotels are, are going to really be hurt out of this too. So, so I, I've got two thoughts, Bob, to your question. Uh, mm -hmm. Here's one of them. And... We, it gave us a massive lesson, um, which I'm going to condense down in a sec, about our backs are to the wall, failures in play, it could be your local government's going to find you. We did it. The world yeah. opened. And yet, if we applied that to one major thing this quarter, I think, where could you springboard your business to or what could you rule out for 2021? Because that's the other side. If you give something your absolute full attention, there's nothing there and the market says no. How much time could you save if you absolutely gave it your best shot and gave it the same application as we did getting out of our offices? Because I think, I, think I think many industries are guilty. Like you said, Barb, with your client example, they're guilty of wanting to think like they did in the old conditions in a world that's radically changed. And therefore, if you pull out a coaching concept, is if I've got to navigate putting failure into my outcome, does that help me? And even if it's not there, if I imagine it's there, will I execute better? It's I, interesting I, to say that, Dave. I, I, th I think of the analogy to any sports event that you see. When a team is down and they, they try to come, it's amazing how they'll perform when you, know, you see these comebacks and yep. you know everything just clicks. And that's what I'm, I'm hearing you talk about here. It's, it reminds me of that. So, so Alex Ferguson, right, a famous Manchester United soccer coach from Scotland, um, used to have this philosophy when he coached Aberdeen Football Club that when they played Rangers, who are a team I like, that he would say to them, we're going to start this game like we're one goal down and we're going to go after them to equalise. And you're sitting there, if you listen to that in the cold light of day, hold on a minute, it's nil-nil, right? But he knew you're taking on a bigger club. That loser mentality, you've got to harness it because it is there. Yep. And if you do, you know, David versus Goliath, the underdog in sport, isn't it? It's been around for years. Yeah. But what if we did more of that this quarter? What could we learn before starting 2021? It's just a question that you stimulated for me, Bob. Well, we're already talking about it, just prepping for the next tax season, which I can't believe we're having that conversation. <laughs> we haven't but finished. I mean... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we still got uh, two days. I know. Two days. I know. But... You know, just we're we're approaching the tax season very, you know, we used to do a lot of mailings. We used to do a lot of different things that we're going to take out of it now. It's all going to be delivered through email. It's all going to be uploaded to portals. 
um, those things aren't going to happen anymore. And it's, it's a time, it's going to be a huge time saver for us internally. Yeah. So. That's tremendous. And that, that alone be good for the planet, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's Sorry. interesting you say that with the analogy of sports too, because you also see teams who get ahead and slack off and exactly. don't keep that lead. And that's even the bigger part because that's where I feel we are. We did a great job of getting home and doing everything, you know, because nobody's going to tell me I can't do something. However, once that gets relaxed, then it's harder to motivate myself. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you got to look at that next game. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's good. That's a good discussion. Mm -hmm. What I'd like to talk about is just connecting with your teams and what kind of discussions, you know, Kurt, you talked a little bit about having the meeting and, and talking to your team about kind of your perspective on COVID and what it means and what's going to happen. I think it's really important to have those conversations. I mean, as a leader of an organization, I think it's important that you're there to listen, give them an opportunity to vent, but then also provide some guidance, as you mentioned earlier, Kurt, just uh, trying to provide some direction and comfort. Barb, you said hope was a good word. Um, I think that's important uh, as a leader that you should be there for them. I'm just curious, you know, my question is, what other kinds of communication are you doing with, with your organizations? I absolutely love your question. We're still working from home. So um, we do a meeting, we do a Zoom call like this every morning and it's just a quick 15 minute meeting, but it's everybody gets to see everybody face to face, any kinds of questions or concerns or anything we need to talk about. And then if there's anything that needs more detail, then we'll schedule another time. But, you know, every single morning we do check in with each other as if we're walking through the front door. And it, and it, it sounds silly, but for the first couple weeks we didn't do that. And I just felt very disconnected and everybody was very uneasy. And so just by doing that meeting, everybody knows we're all going to be there. There's just something to be said about that. Yeah, I think that's important to have that connection with them. Um, and know that you know you're there to support them they want to know that if they have a question or they have a problem that they can come to you right and that's one thing we didn't do like you said barb when we were in complete lockdown we did not do a good job of um and we saw that weeks into it the mindset the um mental state for lack of a better term of everyone you know, I mean, they were frazzled. Who, you know, so we did not do a good job of that. Looking back again, learning from that, that would be a mandatory meeting because I don't. We do that subtly here. You know, I, I when I come in in the morning, it's it's walking through the office and saying good morning. How are you? How was your weekend? You know, is your daughter still at school? Is she? You know, they remote learning. It, whatever. You know, you know your office and team and get that check in. Is there how's things going? Um, but when you're on remote when everybody's remote like yourself now it's impossible to do something something else we're trying to we do is we use slack for our inner office communication <clears throat> and we always have a monthly theme and we have a couple people that drive that monthly theme that you know this month's 
theme is efficiency. Last month's theme was self-improvement. And they'll every few days they put something out, but then we're really trying to, you know, I as as a leader trying to push, I, I respond to everything they put out. I'll put other things out. Um, and now last month we gave out a gift card uh, to the person who was the most engaged, who that was something brand new we're trying. Um, we also have a social channel. So you know, um, our Rita, one of our client accounting specialists, her granddaughter uh, is a uh, skeet shooter, uh, and got 93 out of 100. So she posted her picture. She's very proud of her in her contest. She did extremely well. Puts that on the social channel, things like that. And I think that's even much more connective than yeah. anything else because that's what you're getting to see other people's families doing and, and things like that. And I, you know, uh, Friday we took our kids, we had a gift card from our, uh, our team for Christmas, finally got to use it at St. Louis Union Station. They have a new aquarium. So we went there, took a picture of the four of us and uh, on the big Ferris wheel as well and posted that on the social channel. And, and it's really been useful. Yeah, we have something like that in the office called GroupMe Teams. It's a, that's an application, and that's really what it's for. It's just for what I would call the water cooler type of conversation. Of course, I don't know if anyone has water coolers anymore, but it's just that chit chat stuff around the office that typically happens. But you know, you don't have that when you're remote, so this gives an avenue to do that. You know, whether it's showing a picture of your dog or some goofy thing that they've done. Um, but it brings the team together, it creates that kind of atmosphere. Yeah. And the one other thing I forgot, because we're going to do it today, we still do birthdays. So I, it was my turn and, and it's Amanda, the payroll manager's birthday today. So I brought in, I asked her what she wants and she was not particular. So we got cupcakes. We're all getting the entire team that's here today in Illinois. We'll get together at 1.30, sing happy birthday and share a cupcake. But and ultimately it's, it's as much to celebrate a birthday, but to force everybody to kind of say hello in a social setting as well and I, and I think I'll, I'll just chip in with a really simple question I heard David Morrison ask from uh, his company in financial services in Denver and it, he asked a really simple question and it was brave enough to ask people Bless you. Are, you, are you are you okay yeah. and the, the assumption is you're taking time to ask that question and and I think we live in an age where human connection is so important and in the next few months, Kurt, Bob, Eric, like your question suggests, it's a time to ramp that up. You know, uh, you might remember RLC, we talk about the nine tenths rule as opposed to one out of 10. And <laughs> what I realized yesterday is that if you focus on the nine out of 10 with people, you'll find the one. Just a thought, you'll find the one. So because you're getting the nine right, you'll start to spot the one because it'll be right there whereas if you focus on the one you'll forget about the nine yeah that, that's no good for everybody but it also reminds us what Ken Blanchard says just take time out as an owner to catch people doing good work and right now I, I go back to hope earlier Eric you, you wrapped up beautifully that part earlier I think that's really critical super super critical if we want to prioritize in October making sure we are connected with our people. So I believe the last one's me, isn't it? So I wanted to ask a straight question. Why is caring for our people important? And here's the thing that I'm on my soapbox about. 
of which there's usually a couple of things, but here's the main one. <laughs> if people are deciding their moods based on this thing. Now, here's a confession. Um, we should have written sponsorship or something. Um, I play a little game on here uh, called Fishdom, where you have to feed your fish and then you play a game, which is like all the other games. You have to get all the colours and they blow up and you earn some points and work your way through the levels. You have way too much time on your hand, Dave. <laughs> I, wish it, I wish it was that, Eric. I know. <laughs> uh, I, I, I found myself hooked in by in the morning, I make sure I feed the fish. And at the end of the day, I make sure I feed the fish. It is frankly ridiculous. But I do that, thanks, Eric. I do that because what I get completely right is all the other stuff that's designed to interact and distract me is off. I don't have loads of notifications. I have an email category. I have um, WhatsApp because I need to because of where we live. Even that used to be off. So, and you can't, you can iMessage me, that's it. You can't send me, as Barb knows, if you don't have an Apple phone, you can't send me a text mm -hmm. anymore. So, so I'm really intentional about the impact that that's having. So, but what I'm talking about in the world of caring, people are choosing how they're cared for based on this thing. You know, Andrea Rainsford from SEO, a great lady who helps us in the UK, um, wrote a blog about it yesterday saying, you, you read my LinkedIn post, you pass by, you do nothing, but you probably liked it. Why didn't you like it or say something? Because the system's designed for everybody. Now, she was also being very clever writing that article. It's quite a good call out, isn't it? But she's also done the same thing too. As in, did somebody like the fact I said that? So if we're so addicted to this plugged in thing, the bit we mustn't forget is this bit. So why is caring for people important, Eric? Oh, sure, put me on. <laughs> okay. I, you know, I, I related to what I tell people about when I go out and meet new people like prospects and things like that, or if I'm at a networking event, people like to talk about themselves. They don't want to be talked to. And so when I'm working with my people or people within the organization, I want to hear them. I want them to have an opportunity to voice whatever they're concerned about or whatever they're thinking about. So I just want to listen and give them that opportunity. I think by listening to them, that shows caring. I think it does. And of course, we like to say, listening like your life depends on it. So yeah. giving your total focus, isn't it, Kurt? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's true. Bob, why do you think caring is important? Well, I think it's hard to, I'm looking at it from a different perspective. I think it's hard to lead a team if they don't feel like you care about them. Mm -hmm. I think you, you know, I'm not saying that every everything has to be about that, but they have to feel like you care about where they're going. And, and it's the little things that we've talked about today. You know, like Kurt said, celebrating birthdays, celebrating anniversaries, um, asking people, you know, like, like Eric's saying, asking people what they did for the weekend, letting them talk and, you know, those types of things. 
And, and I think there's a, there's a famous quote, isn't there, somewhere about this? It'll come to me in a second. Um, something John Maxwell said. Does anyone know? Is it uh, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care? Kurt, you're on fire there, aren't you? Yeah. Wow. I well, feel that was a setup. Actually, it wasn't, but that is exactly what I was going to say. When you said that, I was like, wow, he, he did. He lobbed one in because that's exactly what I was going to say. And I've been using that quote probably every team meeting we've had or, or with our managers and our accountants because it, it resonates more now than ever um, because it's, you know, um, and especially in our industry, accountants are notorious for go charging into a meeting and talking about tax planning and section 179 and and all kinds of jargon that clients don't even care about unless especially if you don't start out with how's the business like you said eric my dad taught me that you know growing up was everybody likes to talk about themselves for the most part especially business owners small yeah. business owners you ask them about their business go see them right and what yeah. we could they would ask for a tour and, and, and anything like that. So you, wow. you show them that you care. Heck yeah, and they should be, right? I mean, we all are. And 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 that's really, you show them you care and, and you're building that relationship. And, and then they will, um, you know, entrust you. And then they take your advice and will actually use your advice, you know. Um, and, and that's what we talked about here is getting that, showing that you care so that they will, um, you know, feel comfortable and safe or whatever you want to call it, um, going through all these uncertain business times. And they'll trust the fact that you tell them, hey, you know, maybe you ought to stay open or, or offer curbside to go or whatever, instead of just closing down or, or here, let's get this PPP loan and things like that or whatever. They'll, they'll trust or, or now we're going through, don't apply for forgiveness. But yeah, but I want to hurry up and get forgiveness. No, don't trust me. It's better. You know, so that's a big one right now. So if you built that relationship, you know, we've all had people go, hey, whatever you say, I, I guarantee, I know Eric, you and Barb have, you've had clients go, whatever, you know, mm -hmm. you tell me it's the way it's go. You tell me to, you know, whatever I need to do. I, I think it's a great message. And the bit I want us to remember is caring takes practice. Oh yeah. And, and it's it's the moment where the other person doesn't feel cared for is when we've all got it wrong. And, and therefore, it's a bit like listening. It's so easy, isn't it, to be this active listener and then one moment you miss something and that's the moment the other person <laughs> notices the most. So it's remembering to practice. And if you're watching this today, as we've done our RCCPA Live, really focusing on what my great friends and colleagues in the States have brought to the table. Um, if you want even more value, do subscribe to Double D New Business, our podcast on Apple and Spotify for even more value. If you're looking for help on any of the things that you've heard about today and you want one of the team to get in touch, uh, please uh, have the freedom to reach out to us on uh, info at rlc-global.com. Do remember that you can get in touch with Kurt Rickoff, Bob Gay and Eric Swick through their own businesses too. They would be delighted to help you. One thing is I know for sure that in October, do take the time to get connected with your people. And if you can play back some of the things you've listened in here today and we shared with you, there's a raft of things you can do. So it just leads me to say to these three fantastic people, first up, Mr. Rickoff, thank you for your time today. I appreciate your contributions. Oh, thank you for having me once again. Loved it. Uh, always enjoy 
getting together and talking great subjects like this. Uh, Mr. Swick, you have lived up to your billing as the most consistent attendee ever. Thank you for your blessing of your time and, and great questions and pr provocative thinking for us today. Appreciate yeah, well, it. I enjoy it. I enjoy the people on this call and, and being together. So it's great. And then just uh, to finish as we started, the magnificent Barb Gay, right, uh, who is a stormer of a person who looks fantastic, is fantastic, and is going to have an amazing day. Barb, thank you for your time. <laughs> thank you. I was just going to say the one thing that I love about this, I've known these two gentlemen for a very long time, and I still wrote down things for me to put on my to-do list today from our conversation. So me too. That you have to remember, you can always learn something to do. <laughs> yeah. So did I. That's well said, Barb. So did I. Uh, we are going to sign out the broadcast. Let's do that now. Thank you for listening to Consultivations, brought to you by RLC Global, helping you become a best version business. If you want any help from the conversations in the show today, please reach out to info at rlc-global.com and one of our team would be delighted to talk with you. Go to rlcglobal.group for more information and free content designed to help you.